Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. This is episode number 14. Thank you so much for returning for another episode. Before we get started, if you like this podcast and if you find it helpful to you in any way, please leave a positive review, share it on your social media, tell people about our podcast. This motivates me to keep making more of these episodes for you. So I appreciate it. Thank you in advance. This week's topic. Hey, stop buying plugins. What? What do you mean, Dave? Stop buying plugins. That's right. We're going to talk about why you should stop buying plugins and have other things you should be thinking about before you buy another plugin. So get yourself a cold drink, a notepad, a pen, and let's talk about why we should stop buying plugins right here on the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode. Stop buying plugins. What in the world are you talking about, Dave? That's what you're asking. I know that's what you're asking. The king of all plugins. Dave, you have so many plugins I hear all the time. So how can I be talking about stop buying plugins? Well, let's talk about that. So I must get two emails a week that go something like this. Hey, Dave, what do you think about this certain plugin? Is it better than the Waves version? or the universal audio version. Or, hey Dave, I'm new to mixing and I just purchased my DAW. I was wondering what plugin should I purchase to mix metal music or hip hop, etc. You get the idea. I get those kinds of questions every single week. Now, part of this is because most of the people that email me these questions are clearly beginners, and that's totally cool, man. They got their DAW, they got their home studio set up, they're ready to rock and roll, and they want to get into some recording and some mixing, and they do the thing that we all do. They go onto YouTube, <laughs> they stumble upon my channel or somebody else's channel, and they see the latest and greatest plugin that just sounds so amazing on the mix that the demonstrator is showing off, right? I mean, you go to my channel, you see it all the time. I have a whole episode called Plugin Review Friday for crying out loud. I'm the king of all of this, right? Where I show you different plugins all the time. Some of them I really like, some of them not so much. Some of them are cool and they're just interesting to play with and to use. So I understand where the question comes from. It's not anybody's fault. There's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. There's a lot of people out there telling you that you need to buy this and you need to buy this. And if that, if you just bought this new plugin by company XYZ, it would take the 15 years that it takes to learn how to be a professional mix engineer out of the equation and you will sound like a professional mix engineer with this one plugin, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we all know that that's just not true. What do they say? If it's too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true, right? And so... I understand where it comes from, okay? And it's totally cool. Look, plugins are fun. Gear is fun. This is a hobby for most of you listening to this podcast. For some of you, it's also your livelihood, and then it's a different kind of a, a ball game. But we all started off as hobbyists. We all started off because we love the engineering side. We love to mix. We love to record. We love to work in our home studios. And part of that fun is buying plugins. And part of that fun is buying gear. And part of that fun is playing with new toys. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to your new or you're, you're wanting to know what you should buy, I want to give you some things to think about. I want to give you three things to think about. Okay. Maybe four. <laughs> So the first thing I want you to think about is if you're new to Vic, if you're new to mixing, I tell everyone that sends me this email, and I mean everyone, if you are new to mixing, because that's the very first statement or a sentence that is in the question, 
Hey, Dave, I'm new to mixing. I hear it all the time. So if you're new to mixing, I say do not buy any third-party plugins. Learn how to use your stock EQ and compressor first. I don't care what DAW you're using. I don't care if it's Pro Tools, Cubase, Studio One, Logic, Reaper, Cakewalk, Luna by Universal Audio. Uh, who's the other ones? Uh, Harrison Mix Bus, Audacity. I don't care who it is. Make sure that you learn how to use their EQ and their compressor first. Now you say, why EQ and compressor, Dave? Well, because EQ and compression are the two most important tools that you have as a mix engineer in your toolbox. It's more important and it will do more for the mix when you know how to use them effectively more than any tape machine, more than any saturator, any color box plugin, so on and so forth. So EQ and compression are the two things you need to learn first. The one that's more difficult to wrap your head around as a beginner is compression, but there's courses for that. They're on homerecordingmadeeasy.com. I have two courses that are dedicated to this, EQ Made Easy and Compression Made Easy. And if you stay till the end of the podcast, I can tell you how you can get a heavy, a heavy discount on either one of those two courses, okay? So if you're new to mixing, don't buy any third-party plugins. Learn how to use your stock plugins first. EQ and compression should be the first two. And reverbs and delays, but EQ and compression. Okay, that's, that's tip or food for thought number one. <laughs> food for thought number two, if you, are, if you have some third-party plugins already, let's say you already have some, stop chasing the latest version of the plugin because you think it'll make your mix sound better. The plugin's not the issue, my friends. It's you. <laughs> Remember, it's not the gear. It's the ears that make all the difference in the world. So if you already got the Slate Digital Package Bundle plugins, which are fantastic, by the way, I recommend them all the time. I'm not saying not to use those plugins. I'm saying don't go out and look for the next batch of plugins that do virtually the same thing. I just got this question last week from a student. They already had the Slate Digital, or no, excuse me, they had the Waves bundle. They had the SSL, Waves, Channel Strip, some other things, a couple other Waves plugins, and they want to know, should they go out and buy the Slate Digital bundle? And I said, why? You have the Waves plugins. You have a, you know, a half a dozen already fantastic plugins in your Waves bundle. Are you not happy with those was my question. Are you, are you not able to get good results with those first? Because if you're not, then don't worry about the Slate Digital bundle. Yeah, the Slate Digital Bundle has a, maybe a couple extra types of plugins that some of your Waves ones don't have, but all in all, are the same thing. They got EQs and compressors. If you have the Waves SSL Bundle with the channel strip and you have their EQ, and he also had a, I think he had the, the Abbey Road tape machine. He had everything that he needed, okay? He had everything that he needed. But maybe he wasn't really up to par yet with his mixing training. Totally fine. We all had to start somewhere. So he was thinking, well, if I just get some of these Slate plugins that I see Dave using, his mix sounds better than mine. That'll help. No, it really won't. So if you already have third-party plugins, stick with what you have. If you have a basic, if you have a third-party plugin, compressor and EQ, stick with those. Combine them with your stock plugins, EQs, and compressors, and that's all you need for now. Stop chasing the next version. All these plugin companies do one thing. They're, when you just bought their latest and greatest plugin, six weeks ago, they started working on the next latest and greatest that you haven't even seen yet to sell you something. Why? Because they need to if they want to stay in business. There always has to be a new latest and greatest plugin. 
or else these companies don't survive. Now, that doesn't mean every plugin that comes out is a big hoax and none of it's any good and it's not better than what's out there currently. Of course, that's not true. But again, I'm talking about this from a beginner's perspective or someone who's just been mixing a short amount of time. Okay, don't fall down the plugin rabbit hole. Okay, we talk about this a lot, but I get these questions still all the time. So I'm gonna keep mentioning them in the podcast. And for people that have heard me say this a million times, um, it's just a reconfirmation, reconfirm what we've already talked about. Okay, it's you that needs to improve, not the plugin. How do you improve? We talked about this in a couple of episodes ago. I forget the number of episodes, what number the episode was, but it was called investing in your craft, investing in yourself. Training and practice is how you get better to where the doesn't matter whether you use a stock EQ or a Slate Digital EQ or a Waves EQ or any other buddy's EQ and compressor, you will still get a fantastic mix because you have developed the skills to use any tool, okay? That is really, really important. I can't say that enough and I can't spend enough time on that topic, okay? Stop chasing the plugins. Before you go out and buy a bunch of plugins, get yourself some training so you can use the plugins that you already have, okay? And then food for thought number three. If you are new and not sure what to focus on learning first, I highly suggest EQ and compression. First and foremost, then worry about the other concepts and techniques, okay? Again, I'm kind of rehashing this again, but said in a little different way. If you're brand new and you don't know what should I focus on first, EQ and compression. Those are the two things. Whether you search it out on YouTube, although I'd be careful, there's a lot of misinformation on there. Although I have lots of good EQ and compression videos right on my YouTube channel, doesn't cost you a dime. You may have to sift through a bunch of things. You may have to do a lot of searching and spend a little more time. Or you could go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and you can get EQ made easy. You could get compression made easy. Okay. And again, I'll give you a discount in a few minutes. Or you can go search out some other instructor. I'm not just here to sell you something. Go find an instructor. If it's not your good old Uncle Dave here and you like learning from somebody else and they have a course on EQ and compression, I highly recommend you support them and pick that up as well. But do more than just buy the courses. I've seen people buy lots of courses on lots of different websites. I've had people buy courses from, courses from me. And then six months later, buy the same course again. They forgot they had it the first time. Why? Because they never used it. <laughs> so buying the course and sitting down and using the course is two different things. I can't tell you how many times I've had students double and triple buy courses from me to later realize they bought the same thing three times. Now, hey, that's good for me. You want to buy something from me three times, I'll take your money. But that's not what I'm here for. And then obviously when they finally figure out they bought the same course three times over the last year, they ask me if they can trade it in for something else. And of course, I'm going to trade it in for something else. I'm a stand-up guy. But my Lord, I'm surprised by how many people buy the same course three times. Don't you realize what you have in your collection? Have you, haven't you used the stuff you've already bought? Okay, well, now we've all, we've, all, we've all done this before. I've done this before. You know, I know people that going out to Udemy.com. Udemy.com is a great place too to learn all kinds of things. They have 75, 80 courses in their in their account. They never use any of them. Okay, so buying the course doesn't fix, doesn't help you. Using the course helps you. So 
Go out and get some training. We talked about this. Investing yourself, investing your craft. Start with EQ and compression, then worry about the other techniques. Worry about parallel compression and, you know, automation and, you know, you know, um, you know, delay throws and all those fancy terms. Worry about that later. EQ and compression is your friend, my friend. <laughs> okay, so those are three things to think about before you stop buying plugins. Don't buy plugins. If you have plugins, learn how to use those plugins. Now, once you've gotten to the point where you can turn out good mixes and you can't, you are getting better and you have taken the training and you've been using your stock compressor and your EQ and now you wanna upgrade. You want something a little different. You want some different tones, some different colors. Now I wanna get some third-party plugins, Dave. What do I buy? Well, then that question there is the appropriate question to be asking. And again, it's like asking me, what kind of car should I buy? You know, there's all different makes and models and colors and price budgets and everything else, and it really depends on you, but at least once you get to the point where you're good at EQ and compression with stock plugins, or the third-party plugins you already own and you want something a little different to enhance your creativity or whatever the case might be, well, then that's the question to ask, and then you could talk about all of that. But before you run out and buy a bunch of plugins, a bunch of third-party plugins, because a lot of times people will go out and buy you know, four different 1176 compressors from four different companies, you don't need to do that because they don't know what to buy or they're not sure which ones they should buy because they're kind of new to the third party plugin market, especially when we talk about the analog style plugins. So again, before you buy that, I would highly recommend you check out my course, Mixing with Analog Style Plugins Made Easy. And the only reason why I'm telling you to buy this one from me and from no one else is one simple thing. Nobody else makes a course like this, which shocks me that with the amount of third-party plugins that emulate this old vintage gear, no one has ever developed a course on how to use them effectively. Well, I have. It's 15 hours long. Check it out at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Now, I've mentioned a bunch of courses to you today. I hope this episode was helpful to you. So I want to give you something to help you go get some training if you'd like some training. In the show notes below, there's going to be a coupon code PODCAST30. That will take 30% off any training course on my website. Compression made easy, EQ made easy, mixing with analog style plugins made easy. You can get 30% off on any one of those, or you can buy all three and get 30% off. That's going to help you with the topic that we're talking about today. And I would tell you to invest in that first before you buy another plugin. Because plugins are one of those things where you could go down the plugin rabbit hole, and we've all been there. <laughs> and in the end, if you have too many choices, if you don't know how to use what you have effectively, if you don't have the basic um, skill set around using EQ and compression, most importantly, the more plugins you have, the worse your mix is going to sound because you can overdo things and make things even worse than when they started off as just raw recorded tracks. And you don't want to do that, right? So I hope this was a little bit of a reminder or a complete eye-opener for new people that are here. And again, don't worry about being new and don't feel bad about being new and don't feel silly for thinking that you needed these plugins and I'm telling you that you don't. You wanna know why? Because we were all there once. We were all new. We were all there. And some of us have been, were new so many years ago, there wasn't the help and the information. And there wasn't such things as a podcast like there is today to give you this information to help you to speed up and shorten your learning curve. So be grateful for that. And don't ever feel bad about asking questions. There are no stupid questions, right? You're only stupid if you don't ask the question. 
So I'm glad that I get these questions all the time. It's definitely not poking fun at people. And I tell people all the same things I just said in this podcast. So hopefully, if this is you, welcome to the world of mixing. And I hope you enjoy your journey. And it is a journey. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It takes time and it takes practice. Think about becoming a good mixing engineer, just like becoming a good musician. You don't pick up an instrument and on day one become a professional. It takes many, many years and the 10,000 hours of sitting down and working on that instrument. And it's a lifelong journey that you'll never be the best at. You'll always have someone that's better than you. And you'll probably always be better than someone, right? And it's the same thing with mixing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we all started somewhere. So stop buying plugins, learn EQ and compression. Go get Podcast 30's coupon code in the show notes below and go out to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and pick yourself up some training. So I hope this episode was helpful. Thank you again so much for listening. And again, if you like these podcast episodes, please give me the thumbs up, five-star review. Also, share this on your social media pages. It depends on you guys if I continue making these episodes. We're up to episode 14 already. If you want to see, you know, 15, 16, 20, 30, I really need your help. So please do that for me and I greatly appreciate it. Until next week's podcast, I've been Dave with Home Recording, madeeasy.com. Again, check all the show notes and all the links in the description box below and I will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.